0: Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks.
1: You're actually looking real conservative today. I like like this coat and tie on you. I had to throw the shoes on to make sure I didn't stay full conservative because
2: that just wasn't going to be fair.
1: So what do you call that style of shoe? I mean, is that a, like a, it's not a saddle buck type. I mean,
2: I guess like a, I don't know. Just,
1: I love those shoes. I love them. It's a good look. I've had people who have seen pictures of us and they're like, man, you need to get him some boots. I'm like, hell no. I like some shoes. Shoes are sweet. I got boots. I I got plenty of boots.
0: Do you have a closet of shoes like some women do? No. I imagine that you do,
2: because you always have such fancy shoes. If I had more closet space, because my wife has all the closet, (laughs) then I would probably have more shoes, because I like shoes.
1: Yeah, it's. I'll tell you what, man, I love, I I have a new, I potentially have a new boot sponsor coming up, which I'm excited about that, because I do like their boots, and. Uh, I won't get too deep into it, because we could have a whole conversation about boots and shoes. And <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a boot guy, and I'm a jacket guy. Yesterday, I was in a store in Denver, Colorado, and they they specialize in leather jackets and, and stuff like this, and they had this lambskin jacket. The price tag on the thing was twenty eight hundred dollars. I it just, I they were, I was like, I love this jacket, but I think we had three days of freezing weather in Texas this winter, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so was, I'm not. I mean, you know, if I was I had a million dollar a day oil well and I, you know, just needed to treat myself to something nice, maybe get after but, it, right? Golly.
2: <laughs> well, and welcome in, producer Zach and Kristen. How are y'all? Doing good. Yeah, doing great. Yeah. I guess maybe we give them rundown all the new listeners. Uh, if you're new to this, understand that what we do is just kind of take different headlines and and we don't specifically really get into the headlines. Again. Exactly, as much as we want to kind of take that and what, what gravitates to us to help you in your business life, your personal yeah. life, or, yeah. or whatever it may be.
1: I think it's an amazing concept. Oh, well, I, I think we're killing it. Yeah, yeah, I think we're changing lives everywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> that may win a little extreme. <laughs> You're going to get a lot yeah. of emails on that one. I, I, this may be an interesting episode because I'm running on fumes. I, I've been I've had four flights in the last week that were at 6 a.m. in the mornings, which makes it for a 3 a.m. day. Yeah. And this morning was one of those. So I'm kind of, ooh, I'm, I'm a little jittery. I had I had an energy drink. And now I'm ready to rock and roll.
2: Now you'll be ready to go. (laughs) I know. There you go. All it takes is a little monster, and it's all good. So what
1: are you you reading in the news? Well,
2: the first one's a very simple, easy one. Being here in Dallas, um, hometown guy, Dirk Nowinski for the Dallas Mavericks reached the massive milestone of 30,000 points scored this week. That is huge.
1: Where do you think a guy like Nowinski, where do you think he ranks in terms of, of the greats? He's, he's got to be – I mean, he's, a, he's an incredibly gifted basketball player.
2: If he doesn't go down as one of the all-time greats, then I would be very disappointed no. because I think there's a couple things with this story to me is um, – no, I've, got, I've gotten the chance to meet Dirk. My wife and I got to go to a private screening of his Netflix movie, mm-hmm. um, The Perfect Shot, yeah. and talked about his really unorthodox ways of training how he got his shot in, in Germany. It was crazy to, to, to see – I mean, they use math. And science and stuff—it's really pretty cool. Um, But he is absolutely much taller than you even think. Like I'm—I'm about five eleven, and I came up to like his chest. Maybe it's unreal. These guys—I
1: mean, this is that is a weird deal. It's surreal when you meet those guys.
2: The neat thing, though, about dirt to me is, in my opinion, he really—you know—changed the position of a big guy. Um, I I think there were obviously, you know, back in the day. The big guy was everything, but the big guy was the low post mainly type of guy. Dirk was the big guy, seven footer that come in, that is known for his jump shots, known for his three pointers. He's as a seven footer, he's yeah. not known for a low post guy. Yeah, he's known for how he moves and how he doesn't. So I think about what it takes for somebody to be able to really um, change the whole dynamic right. of something. We take when you think about a legacy you know Dirk's legacy he's loved by everybody in Dallas and you know he's one of those guys that you've never heard anything bad about right in in the you know in the press that, that I'm aware of um, I mean he's highly you know thought about across the whole NBA so I think about a legacy a guy that reaches that milestone and the way he whole transformed a position yeah. and thinking about it in a personal life of you know kind of what are you doing to transform whatever you're in now and, and right. kind of what's your legacy going to be? What will it look like?
1: Well, the thing that I like about that, okay, and here's the life application I draw from that, and I'm, I'm sure we can go different directions with this. But here's a guy who, who knew who he was. Mm-hmm. He was unorthodox. People yep. looked at him as unorthodox, but he knew who he was. He had a sense of identity. Um, he he kind of mapped out where he wanted to go with his career. He's stuck with Dallas. He's he's won a national championship. Uh, he's consistently been a great MVP and and, a, and an All Star. So he had that sense of destiny in him. Regardless of how unorthodox he may have been and that ultimately leads to legacy and that's what that's true in our lives as well You got to know who you are You got to know where you're going before you can ever leave anything behind and when I say leave something behind I'm talking about leaving something of significance that lasts for posterity's sake You know so many people have no sense of of where they're going in life because they don't know who they are Yeah They don't have a sense of identity and they say well, I'm not like everybody else. Well, neither is Dirk Nowitzki He's he's made a career Uh, of being unorthodox.
2: Think about how many people and teams tried to change him because he did not fit the box. Think about how many people probably go, you're seven footer, you can't be doing that. You need to be down my low post. He's like, I don't want to be. But he obviously stuck with his guns and sticking with his guns changed it into a whole new role of big guys now, the Kevin Durant's and all that, that are now these big time shooters Mm -hmm. versus the low post
1: only. Yeah, and and that's the thing. People are always going to try to change you. Because they think they have the formula of how you you got to fit a pattern. Yeah. And but the pattern, you know what? There's no blueprint for life. I mean, there's really no blueprint. There are certain keys to success, but ultimately you got to play your sound. You got to play your guitar. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You, you got to make your music, and that's that's the thing. Whether it's, you know, in business or it's in your relationships and, and your the way you raise your kids. I mean, all these different things. There are always going to be people with an opinion. Yep. There's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people who think they know better than you. You know what they call an expert? Uh, expert? Somebody with a briefcase forty miles from home. You know, <laughs> somebody that you know they they've got an opinion, but we, back home everybody knows they're full of it. <laughs>
2: well, well, it's kind of like the way I dress. It's very unorthodox, yeah. and it literally makes no sense. Have time? Most of the fashion world would say every way I dress is uh, does not match. It's yeah. all like plaid and plaid on plaid and. And I just go with what's cool, what I think it is, and yeah. I could care less what anybody else thinks.
1: Yeah, I do like that tie.
2: You know, but I want to. <laughs>
1: it brings out your eyes, Heath. Oh, thanks, Chad. <laughs> Don't not quit looking at me. It's weird. You know, I I, I wanted <laughs> whenever I
2: whenever I saw that dirt hit that, it really kind of made me sit around thinking. I think it's make it makes me. I'm, I'm becoming a big old crybaby yeah. now with the baby girl on the way. Like what do you
1: it, call it, titty baby? Yeah, titty baby. <laughs> and I can't even, like, it, it's, it's so funny weird. how that
2: happens these days, but it, it really made me think about legacy and, like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have a girl, little girl, like, yeah. what will the legacy be? Like, you know, like, people talk about Dirk and the way yeah. people do, and, like, I go, what am I doing to try to create a legacy for myself and for yeah. my daughter to want to be proud of? And I think that... You as a person that's listening to this, what are you doing to create your legacy? Yeah. What are you doing to make an impact in some way that is something that you'll want your kids, grandkids, and everybody else to sit around one day and go, you know, this is what our family is about and yeah. it's a strong, great legacy. And, you know, I leave think a mark.
1: I, I mean, leave a mark.
2: You gotta get out there and do it
1: though. You do. You, you do. gotta
2: try something. You gotta go whatever it is you're passionate about, go make it happen. Yeah. Like like what do you, challenge yourself to think about how much of a legacy you want to be, and do it bigger than everybody else. Don't stop at 20,000 points. Get to the 30,000 right. milestone. Right. You know, I just have go people,
1: for it. I have people all the time that say, you're the busiest person I know. I, exactly. Yep. Exactly, because you know what? I Being lazy ain't going to do, do it. It's not where It's not where I want to be. My wife says, even when you get to where you want to be right now, you're still not going to be satisfied. And I said, you're absolutely, absolutely right. I and, will and never be content of, with that. Of
2: being proud of what you're doing, but yeah. then not being satisfied, you yeah. know?
1: So... Well, all right, let's take a break. That's a good one. I bet we may talk about this a little bit more. There's a lot of stuff going on in the headlines. Hang on, Heath Oaks, Chad Prather, we're here. Second Shot.
0: He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN.
1: Hey, everybody in Texas, I want to remind you about Energy Ogre. It's a company out of Houston, Texas, that saves you money on your power bill every single month. They can save you between 40 and 60%. I know it sounds too good to be true. All you do is go to energyogre.com, and you sign up. You show them a copy of the usage on your power bill, and you use promo code WATCHCHAD, and it's $10 a month. They can't save you money. They won't take your money from you. So it's a no-brainer. $10 a month, energyogre.com. Use keyword promo code WATCHAD and save 50% on your power bill. Now, what are you waiting for? Go do it. Go.
0: Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network.
1: Kristen, you sound so good on that little toss back from the commercial. That's I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. That's really nice. I know. (laughs) Exactly. She sounds professional and stuff. Zach does too. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, you welcome. and I do not at all. No, not a bit. <laughs> not a bit, and we're not even going to try. Nope. Uh, you know, i got to say publicly thank you once again for the use of the mobile office last week. you like I, had, it? I loved it. I had to go down to— Rick's heard, the man, did not he? I love Rick. You, you, you guys, if you haven't listened to the episodes where we've talked about Heath's mobile office, he's got this SUV that is outfitted in the back, just absolutely incredibly comfortable. And uh, his neighbor, who's also his driver, Rick— uh rick just likes to drive he does man. i felt sorry for him because we got back to my house it was three in the morning but he
2: let, i think he got the excursion like at 11 and 11 a.m yeah went and got you and got back at 3 a.m yeah y'all got Oof. back it was a long day that thing's comfortable isn't it it
1: was a long day oh it was nice i mean i could not have done it because i had to fly out the next morning i literally walked in the house i slept for 30 minutes i took my i woke up took my bag and went to the airport i could hopefully have you got some it. sleep on the way back uh a little bit not yeah. a whole lot it was it, we had some bumpy roads coming yeah. through there but i mean it, it i'm not complaining it was nice i mean i doze on and off you know and then you know president trump had given a pretty good speech to congress that night so i i was watching the replays and all the pundits talk about all that stuff and the talking heads it's so.
2: nice it, it even if you i mean i was watching sleep, tv like yeah, that you, in you, the back yeah, of the truck it's just so. relaxing it's not as <laughs> like um yeah, in case you missed don't don't that much point. rushed right yeah
1: Oh, it's beautiful, and I felt, I felt like I was big pimping, man. I rolled into that event. It was a big sold-out deal, and I, just, I was like, what's up, y'all?
2: Yeah, and Rick's <laughs> back there just chilling. Yeah,
1: country come to town, man.
2: <laughs> Got an interesting one that uh, I saw. Obviously, it says, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, his relentless MVP campaign with single game-changing play. As, as, as some of you that may not know, Russell Westbrook is having an unbelievable season where um, he's actually averaging – a triple-double while leading the league in scoring. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it's pretty amazing. There's – there's um, <laughs> so uh, how the,
1: That's how you're supposed to play the game. Yeah. And they it were just talk- doesn't happen like that.
2: They were talking about this one game where 40 seconds were left. <laughs> Westbrook pulled up to hit a three. The Jazz guy went down, missed it. He got the rebound, turned on the gas, coast-to-coast, to, coast, to hit a floater. Um, Getting the dis- lead, right? Yeah, yeah, despite having played 30 mi- 38 minutes already at that point. And he still had the energy to rebound the ball and go coast to coast yeah. and, and make the deal. And he talked about just try to put myself in a position where I don't panic. I and mean, I've been here before. As a leader, it's my job to make sure the team is calming as well. Yeah. Um, it was his 30th triple-double of the season, which is placing him with uh, within one of the great Wilt Chamberlain mm-hmm. uh, for second most ever in the season. He's a one-man show, although he got help from his teammates on Tuesday down the stretch. It was Westbrook who had to carry them home. And when I saw that and thought about it is there's one man having a great year. I mean, as a team, they're just kind of average. Yeah. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. I mean, I think it's like 30-something wins and 29 losses. Yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're like a 500 percentage.
2: Yeah, yeah, team. So it's kind of like one-man show versus the team mm-hmm. or or the team. I, I kind of look at and think about um, a lot of times there's a lot of frustration with dealing with the team because yeah. – You'll think people can't do it as well as I can or, right. or whatever, but what are your thoughts around that one-man show mentality, that, that, the team well, mentality type thing? I you, mean, you know, the frustrations come with both, so how do you manage that?
1: You know, whenever you do a job interview, the one question that I hate is when people say, well, what do you think your weakness is? And I can tell you unequivocally, I hate to delegate. I hate to give somebody else really? the ball. I hate to do it because I, my thing is, and it's almost a downfall in some ways because I hate to give somebody else the responsibility when I feel like I can just do it, get it done, and get it the way I want to do it. But see, like now I'm so busy, I'm starting to suffer because of that. Yep. I like to work with a team. I've had to make myself learn to and, and just release it and, and delegate and trust people to do it, but it's still very hard for me to give it up. I want the ball in my hands and let me take, take over. Um that is you know you're talking about a basketball analogy that was the difference in Michael Jordan and, and Magic Johnson. Yep. Uh Michael Jordan took the ball, he kept the ball, he scored. Magic Johnson was was the one of the greats. Uh he passed the ball. Yep. He was a, he was a huge assist leader. So it, there was a different fundamental in how they played the game.
2: Well, what's ironic with that is I'm the complete opposite. It's very easy for me to delegate. Yeah. I love to delegate. and I love to hand those things out. I don't um I don't I don't want to have to do it all and, and one of the great things that I believe is what, what always got me was Zig Ziglar said if you're doing anything where somebody can do it 80% as well as you yeah. it's worth it to delegate mm-hmm. And but again you know nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do Right. so it's hard to understand that when some people do it now I believe that if you find the right people and you coach them and teach them the right way that you want it done that you can really get it out and that's how You know, I have one of the biggest territories. I have the biggest territory in the country. I have more offices and more people than everybody. it's getting bigger. And it's getting bigger. (laughs) I mean, it's
1: getting monumentally bigger, like this week. Yes,
2: exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, the thing is, though, is I wouldn't be able to do that without great people. I have literally some of the most phenomenal talent you can ever have in the world on my team. They make me look good day in and day out. But there is a difference between trying to delegate and wanting to be lazy and just get people to do stuff because you don't want do to do it. want to do it. Because I can tell you that we wouldn't have the success we had if all my people thought I was just wanting to set up in my office and be lazy every day. That's why yeah. they were doing it. When there are certain things I know that I have to have the ball with. I always have used the gauge that if somebody can do it 80% as well as I can, I need to train them coach them on that. And that's the difference. Some people want to delegate and say, hey, just go do this. And they don't want to spend yeah. the time to actually train that person, yeah. to actually walk them through on what to do and, and do all that. That's the difference of lazy and really delegating to how you can yeah. grow your organization because I'm a firm believer you can be good as one person, but you'll never achieve greatness without a team. I mean, yeah. Michael Jordan still had Scottie Pittman, Dennis Rodman, yeah. you know, every one of those great teams you can you think call about. Him Scottie Pittman. What, did I, what did I say? I said Pippin, didn't I? I don't know. You were close. Well, who knows? We I'm, knew who you were talking about. I talk about. like a redneck. I don't, you, I don't even know what the heck I say sometimes, Chad.
1: You know? I love it. Um, I'm, I'm the world's worst, though. I mean, simple things. Like, for instance, if you go to my website, you go to the WatchChad.com website, people will go in there and they'll say, well, we see that you got this date available. We, and I'm like... I haven't updated the website. I haven't updated the calendar. I've had four people that I know and trust and love and appreciate have come to me and asked me, can we take over just doing your calendar on the website? And I'm so stupid. I just need to let them do it. Absolutely. Simple stuff. And, and it's like, I just, then I don't, uh, Well, and, and horrible, it's all about horrible setting up heat.
2: systems for checks and balances on right. how to do it. So that's the thing is there's a difference of delegating something and never checking up on it. Yeah. Okay. There, there's two different ways to do it. Yeah. You've got to delegate and have a system in place that you can look at it because right. just because I have things delegated i know just because i have a recruiter that handles the recruiting instructor over the sales and all this i still have my checks and balances where i look at numbers and see where they're at and and dig in to ask some questions i still know about the business i'm not in it every day on those aspects of it but i think that's the biggest key is lazy people want to delegate because they want to be lazy and what they do is and that will never work because that means you have nothing you're not you're trying to do no work where good delegators have checks and balances where they're still working and they're following up on the things. They have it set up in place where alerts basically hit them in the face of how to check up on it to make sure what they're asking to be done is getting done the proper way. And I coach – I sit down and coach those people, yeah. and that's that's key. You've got to do that.
1: Well, you take – okay, so you go back to the story and sum that up. You've got Russell Westbrook. is having an incredible season, but because his team is lackluster, they're just not doing well overall, and that's the thing. I don't care how good you are, how talented you are, how, how you know, the it factor, you've got to you still got to have the right people around you.
2: You're always going to need people that, that, yeah. can, that can go off strengths, and, and a lot of people won't do it because they're – they have issues of delegating because they worry about other people being better than them. Right. Um, which I'm going to tell you something. My job gets a lot easier the more talent I find that I believe is better than me. Right. My, the, my job has always gotten easier, and we produce more. The better talented people I found, Right. even though they're better than me, I don't care. Yeah. Because everything gets better and we grow more.
1: I love to be with talented people, though, because I love to learn from them. I love to be pushed. I I enjoy that, and it is a challenge to me. So we we definitely are going to agree on that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So whatever you want to do, you can go out there tomorrow – if you're going to try to start a business, or you're going to do any of those things, make sure you can find those couple pieces. Understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, and find those pieces to come into play with you. Yeah. Because it'll make your life a lot easier jumping out there to get something done when you got the right pieces in place. Because one person can do something good, but a team can do something great.
1: Hey, I want you guys to go to Second Shot Cast at gmail.com. Email us your questions. We're going to come back for the third segment. We're going to talk about some listener questions when we come back for Heath Oaks, Chad Prather, and the producer Zach and Kristen. Let's go to break. See you. Now that's what I call
0: ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come.
2: If you're looking for a nice, quick, easy read that's um, hopefully inspirational, motivational to pick you up and help you whenever you're feeling like you're failing all the time and you want a quick inspirational story to fail your way to success, go to Amazon.com and purchase Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself, Heath Oaks. It's a quick 150-page book that will hopefully help you along your journey in business and or life. Again, Amazon.com, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Filling Your Way to Success, written by Heath Oaks. Thanks, and I hope that you pick it up and like it.
0: Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM
1: everybody we are coming into the third and final episode of another episode of second shot we sure appreciate when you guys subscribe and listen and we always encourage you to leave a review or a rating and we like Heath says only
2: if it, you like it only, only if you like, like it only good
1: ones yeah we don't care about your negativity
2: well we don't think anybody's saying anything bad anyway no
1: because we're it's pretty you know this is amazing stuff we're doing yeah <laughs> you know, life changing <laughs> yeah. uh we got any questions from anybody or you guys have any questions what are we going to talk about
0: Ooh, i I want to go first.
2: All right. So, oh god. Th- yeah, please do. <laughs> this is gonna be scary.
0: No, it's not scary. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I saw Chad post this video, and he was reciting this poem. I guess you would call it a poem. It was kind of. About Cinderella, but yeah, oh, yeah but yeah. it was backwards.
1: Yeah, it's called a spoonerism, is what that's called.
2: A spoonerism. How world. do you know what spoonerism comes to mind, my mind? <laughs> 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 I don't know, What yeah. uh, what yeah. comes to we mind? We may not need to go there. <laughs> uh, but how long
0: did it take you t- to learn that, uh, or how? Or I've known, was it something you was, known I've
1: known that since I was about fourteen years old. Uh, Archie Campbell, who was a comedian, and he was a cast member on *Hee Haw*. Mm-hmm. He used to do those. He did pee little thrigs. He did uh, beeping, uh, Slooty and uh, Rendercella, huh. and and just spoonerisms, and and it really is it it. It took me a couple you of takes were to You full of do so that. much
2: like useless knowledge. <laughs> you right? got that right. You got that right. Actually, he's just full of a whole lot more knowledge because so, I don't have very much. Yeah, but so, Chad's got like a plethora of things. Yeah, the guy knows everything. I, I mean, was, he has wor- he's like worldly. Like he knows a little bit of everything. It's crazy it's to true. me. I it surprises
0: amazed. me every day. Watching that, I I just don't know. I feel like to learn something like that would have taken me. So I okay. So let me let me
1: make. I could. I mean, you know, here's where I come in on that. So I knew from a very early age that I wanted to be a professional communicator, Mm -hmm. and so I used to do things that would work on that, whether it was enunciation or you know being articulate, learning words, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I so I just would practice things like that. And it just over the years, things have stuck with me. I'd memorized poetry. I'd memorized Bible verses, um, you know, long passages of Scripture, like Mm. the entire book of John. Yeah. Which is 21 chapters long. And so things like that. And, I, and so I would train myself through recitation. And I would go into... See, I don't even remember,
2: know what that word means. I, I could go word. into...
1: <laughs> I would go into auditoriums that I knew, like, say I was going to speak somewhere the next morning. Uh, the next, a lot of times, you know, the next day. Mm-hmm. I, and if I had access to the auditorium, I would go in and I would stand behind a lectern. And I would speak as though the room were full. I would give my entire speech, my entire talk, whatever, as though the room were full. <laughs> it's embarrassing when people walk in <laughs> and you're in there talking to nobody in a dark room. But yeah. I would do those things. Yeah. So things like yeah, you know, things like render cell and stuff like that—they were just kind of tongue twisters that made it easier. Yeah, you're like
0: the master of tongue twisters. I have yeah. to get
2: Chad to slow down and repeat certain words in redneck language at time, time, because I'm like, I can't follow. You. You're way too smart for me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Those are is, all the uh, big words.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and of course, you know, go back to those guys. I mean, comedy and humor and and stuff like that used to be so creative, Mm -hmm. so much more than it is today. Yeah, you know, that I mean, that's creative. Yeah, to be able to switch the words around. Sure, and and you know, I was I was trying to find. Mm -hmm. Uh, an example in here You know A Dong Lime ago And a Lauren fan There lived a principal Butrus, And it was And it ho happened There was a wuggly old itch And <laughs> so if you listen to them That's how uh, beep and Saluty Starts off Yeah you know, Sleeping Beauty uh-huh. And so obviously It's switching the words around And it can be a little bit confusing But the mind is kind of funny Like if you watch this Render Sella one You understand the story Yeah yep, Totally Yeah Because It's your like brain, you're your speaking brain's brain's Pig Latin in. though Yeah, yeah.
2: That's yeah. crazy Uh huh
1: My wife's hot Look at that <laughs> <laughs> look, look, at my look at my screen Now she is this was her windblown. Yes, yeah, I saw you she updated that. You yeah.
2: definitely married up. <laughs> 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 All right, Zach. Well, what? I, you yeah, got. I had a question for
1: but, you
0: uh, during the break. Kristen and I were talking. She said she ran into Dirk Nowitzki once, mm-hmm. and you went and got his autograph or a photo with a photo him. photo with him. I right. asked for a photo with him. Yeah. I said I'm, kind of, I'm the kind of person that doesn't normally do that with celebrities because if I see one, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to bother them. They're out on the, they they're doing their night off. They're doing their
2: thing. I don't want to bug them. Where do you guys land on that? I'm with you. I can't. It's hard for me to do it. I like, never, well, I we never know where went.
0: Heath lands because he was afraid to approach Chad. I'll get my, I, I, you <laughs> know what? I'm good. I'm
2: good at talking people into doing it for me. I talked my wife into going up to Chad for me. So yeah, I, I'm weird with it. I, it's hard for me. I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah, i on the I same just, page. Yeah, it's I'm hard like, for me to do. Hard, I'm not. I'm not the guy it. that would do it.
1: I, I want to give people their privacy, and and I I'm not a celebrity, but I do have some recognition factor out there in public yeah. that people see. And, and but here's the other thing: I have some people that I really admire. I admire their work, like say if it's a musical artist or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to meet them because I'm afraid they're going to be. Jerks. Somebody not, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin that image because no. that's happened in the past where I'm like, oh, man, that's a letdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, I don't even want to listen to your yeah. music anymore. But right.
2: You know what's funny, too, about that question, Zach, is that my wife is um, kind of a, she's pretty, I mean, she's known yeah. too like, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the public world, you'll go out and we'll be all the time that we will see people and they'll come up. And mm-hmm. what's funny is those, and she loves it. Never once, I mean, like, she loves it when people want to come and say it. She really wants to talk to people, like, Nothing annoys her, no matter—we've been sitting at dinner, we've been—and people have said—and she loves it. She loves to talk to her viewers, uh, the people that listen to the station and and that have seen her. Like, she absolutely loves it. So you would think that I would change my perception knowing (laughs) that my wife genuinely does enjoy it when people— come up and, and talk to her I, and and yeah. want to get her you know and i
1: do enjoy that i you know there's sometimes where it can be depends on how they approach you yeah and i think by and large most people like to be recognized they like to be approached That's why they do what they do um you know and it's what's weird to me is when i meet celebrities because they know who i am yeah, yeah. that still is surreal and has started to really freak me out like i i got a phone call the other day from a, a guy in nashville if i said his name everybody know who it is and i'm like uh you you really you know you actually know who you're talking to right (laughs) yeah i've been trying to been trying to get in touch with you and i was like wow that's crazy Hmm. so
2: yeah and i i I thought that as you were kind of saying that knowing that i'm on that side with it i I would think i would change my 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 stance because i do know that it i mean i know like from my wife's perspective how much she does enjoy it and loves talking to the viewers that I would probably change it, but I don't. I don't know why it stops me. And, and I'm not a guy who's scared. I mean, I have so, do, I've door knocked door to no, door yeah, for 100 percent commission yeah. sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I picked my wife up. You see how hot right. my wife is compared yeah. to me. I'm not scared of rejection. <laughs> So yeah. I don't understand why that bothers me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what's bothering me is this little piece of fuzz on the side of your microphone that every time you speak <laughs> it just vibrates. Well, I'm afraid you're looking real close To <laughs> my lips there, aren't you? You got some pretty <laughs> lips, boy. Wow. Oh,
2: jeez. Yeah.
1: No, it's uh, it's it's a fun world we live in, and nowadays everybody's got some kind of notoriety. Social media's done that for everybody. Oh yeah. Um, wa- you know, but I'll tell you what, your wife is good at what she does. I see her on Instagram. She reports the news, man. I don't care if it's on Twitter, Instagram. She puts it out there. I'm gonna she's tell you, she's good and at it. She
2: I mean she has a print journalism degree She Mm -hmm. loves journalism She loves that aspect of it And she holds it to a high integrity She does not She is not a a One way or the other She really believes in Representing the facts And letting people make their own decisions Even though everybody in this world She can put the facts out there And they all take their own spin on it It's crazy how crazy people are But (laughs) um, But I will tell you that she really Really um, When I always tell them You know People used to tell me that, uh, oh, don't don't get married, your life will be over, and all these things. I'm, you know, I'm gonna tell you something, All you young guys and gals, you know, all you young guys, because you'll have all the guys telling you that. If you find a really good one, like I did, mm. they ain't gonna do nothing to make you better. I, I believe now the, abil- the ability that I'm gonna be able to. Um, you hear me, Zach? get for the yeah. rest of this life now with, with my wife it, it, mm-hmm. us side by side with each other yeah. is going to be much more massive than I ever could have done on my own because she pushes me to be a better person at work I mean listen I can't complain about being tired when you're 7 months pregnant getting up at one thirty every morning yeah. and working all day long and doing what she does and yeah. she's never I mean hardly ever complains with it and, and what she strives for in her yeah. world how perfection matters to her with, right. with her viewer stuff that it really makes you it really makes me have to step my game up in a yeah. big way
1: well you did good
2: i'm proud of myself <laughs> that's a good one i don't yeah. care who you
1: are i hear you all right well hey guys until next time this is the second shot i'm gonna Tell you where you can find me. You go to WatchChad.com, and, of course, you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube. And then there's this other guy over here.
2: Ignorance on Fire on Instagram and Ed Heath-Oaks on Twitter. Inst- uh, Ignorance on Fire on Facebook and SecondShotCastGmail.com for deals. And subscribe to it. Leave us a review or rating if you're listed. As soon as you get done, go type in a rating and a review, only if
1: you like it. For Zach and Kristen Heath-Oaks, I'm Chad Prather. We'll see you next time. Second Peace. Shot. for premium talk radio.